Welcome to the Kelly and the Encouragers podcast with your host, Kelly Sisson, wife, mother, therapist, and hippie at heart who loves Earl Grey iced tea, deep conversations, and encouraging others. If you need a little encouragement today, you are in the right place. Thank you for joining us. Happy New Year. I'm so happy to be back with you for a new year of the podcast, Kelly and the Encouragers. I have had so much fun these last couple of months being able to sit down with really fantastic individuals that are able to encourage us, empower us, and motivate us to continue to reach for whatever goals we want, heal from any trauma that we've been through, and to be able to maybe even change our way that we view life. So when I was thinking about what I want to do for this year, there are going to be some changes in the podcast. I'll explain a little bit more about that um, during the next episode. But for now, I want to talk about body positivity. Body positivity? Why would I want to talk about that? Okay, let's be real. It's the new year. I heard the other day on the radio, one third of Americans are trying to lose weight in the new year. Every single year. Every single year, one-third of Americans set that New Year's resolution. And so we are constantly bombarded with messages of needing to lose weight or gain your ideal you know, body type or um, you know, help yourself obtain this or you have to join my group for that or whatever it may be. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm a firm believer that we should take care of our body. I'm a firm believer that... It's helpful for us. It's healing for our soul when we move and when we do things that feel good for us. But I am not a believer in really playing on people's insecurities. And I think, unfortunately, that's a lot of what's going on right now. And I'm not, I'm really not trying to hate on anyone. Again, just want to be real clear. I think it's important to take care of your body. But that's not what I'm talking about today. Today is body positivity. So, Let's see, what is body positivity? That is so hard to say, by the way. (laughs) Like you want to say potty positivity, which as I was talking with one of my coworkers is not the same thing at all. So body positivity. So what is it? You know, in my mind, what I consider it is an overall positive view of your physical body and your soul. So maybe you don't love every single part of you, but you're able to appreciate and you're able to counter those negative thoughts. So you appreciate you for you. You have an overall positive view, meaning that you may have some things that you don't necessarily love 100%, but overall, you feel pretty good about yourself. Now, I added the soul part in there because I think it's more than just feeling good about our body. I think that when you feel good about your body, that helps your soul. Um, I'm going to sound really hippie-ish here, but I do believe that when we are in a better space in our life, that we put off more positive energy into the world. And I think that's really beneficial for ourselves and others as well. And so that's how I think that it really, that it's really connected is that when you feel better about yourself, you spiritually, you know, in your soul feel better as well. So that's just a little explanation of what, for me, body positivity is. Now, you may identify it other ways, and that's absolutely okay. I mean, you could Google an official definition, and I can always do that for you if you want to. But to me, it's more individualized. How will you know when you've reached that level where you feel positive about your body? 
Maybe you already do. And if you do, that's fantastic. Maybe you don't. Maybe you've been on this journey for a long time and you're not even sure where to go or what to do or how to move forward. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So I have a question for you. If you're not driving or doing something that it would be dangerous, I'd like you to close your eyes for a minute. Close your eyes and just really focus. Okay, so when you think about all the women in your life, the women that are close to you, the women that you look up to, the women that support you, that encourage you, how many of those women have never once said a negative comment about their body? So what'd you come up with? Because if you're anything like me or other ladies that I talked with this about, we honestly could not think of a single person in our lives that is a woman that hasn't said something negative about themselves. Okay? So I want you to do the same thing again. Close your eyes. Okay? Let's think about the men in your lives. How many men in your lives have you heard say negative things about their bodies? Certainly not as many, huh? Maybe only a few. And isn't that just crazy? We can't think of one woman in our life. Out of all the women that we love and out of all the women that have so much to offer in this world, and we can't think of one woman who hasn't said one negative thing about her body? It's just mind-blowing to me. But yet men, we have a hard time thinking about even one negative thing that a man said about himself. The most I can think of any man ever saying in my life, and I'm not surrounded by extremely self-centered people, I'm surrounded by really great men as well. But the most I can ever remember them saying maybe would be, oh, I'm kind of getting a beer gut. That's it. The things that are absolutely horrible. It's, I shouldn't eat that. I didn't deserve that. I haven't been taking care of myself. I mean, it's, there's so many things that women that I love dearly say about themselves and that I've said about myself, myself as well. But the men in my life, they don't seem to have that problem. So why? Why is that? Well, we'll jump into that a little bit later. But I thought it was also really important to note that I heard recently there's an author, she's a motivational speaker. Her name is Rachel Hollis. You um, certainly can look her up and, and learn more about her if you'd like. I talk about her from time to time. I like some of her work that she does. And one thing that she did, she does at one of her conferences for women is she gives women a list of basically traumas, essentially, that they've been through in their lives or negative statements that they believe about themselves. So after you complete this, you hand it down some, I don't know how many people, but some people, and then she reads a question, and if somebody, whatever paper you have, that person has marked, that they agree with that statement or they've been through that, then you raise your hand. So going all through this form, there's people here and there, and she got, she got to the question, I hate my body. Not I dislike my body, not there's certain parts about my body that I don't love. I hate my body. And almost every single woman stood up. So almost every single woman in that room hated their body. I mean, this is such a huge issue in our society right now and for us individually. So I wonder if you have thoughts on why. Why is it harder for women 
to love their bodies than men. So I thought we'd talk a little bit about that. One of the first things that I truly believe it boils down to is shame. I recently saw a video. It was about a woman who had developed a company that, you know, makes vibrators and and different, um, essentially sex toys, um, for women to explore their sexuality. And she wanted to put an advertisement in the New York subways, right? So that's all she wanted to do was put an advertisement. Now, this did not have any naked women. This did not have anything that is inappropriate, didn't look like, you know, boobs or anything like that. There was nothing that could be misconstrued in that. And she was denied. Now, this isn't a lady that's out there like promoting, you know, promoting any negative lifestyles, anything like that. What she is trying to do is to offer to women that we don't have to be ashamed of our sexuality. And she was denied. What's so interesting and what just literally makes me laugh is that very same day in the subway, there was a cactus-shaped penis that was on the subway to advertise, of course, medications for men with ED. So you can't put something up for women that would be supportive of their sexuality, but you're able to do that for men. And it's not a problem. I mean, legitimately, a penis-shaped cactus. Like, come on, guys. (laughs) I'm sure that you can understand how ridiculous that is that you're not able to put a classy advertisement for women because it has anything to do with women's sexuality, but yet you can put that for a man. So I think that's one part of things is truly women are shamed. And I don't just think it has to do with sexuality. I think it, I do think it has to do with, even if you look at commercials, right? So like take the last commercial that you've seen about a period. Oh my God, they are just so ridiculous. Or shaving our legs. You shave your legs and suddenly you're going to be on a beach running and having fun and life is so grand. Or because you have this tampon, now you can do more in your life. Like I don't know about you, but like, is it really that simple? Because I don't think that it is. I don't know a single woman that is out there like, woo, this is the best thing ever. Like, I'm going to be on the beach. I'm going to be loving life because I have this certain tampon or because I was able to shave my legs or whatever that may be. It's just completely insane that instead of just being so real, we are so shamed by keeping everything so secretive. Now, I'm not saying that we have to have commercials that are really graphic or disgusting or anything like that. I just think it says a lot about our society. So if you've heard any women that you admire that are talking negatively about themselves, you start to wonder if you should feel negative about yourself as well. So that's the next part of it. That's the next part of shame. So like, let's say you really look up to your mom or your aunt or whoever that may be. And you just think they're amazing. I don't know if you've ever seen those um, interviews where they do, where they ask the kids questions about their moms and they tell their moms how great they are. And, um, or, you know, the spouses, they explain their significant other and what they look like. And they're always viewed in such a positive light, but yet women view themselves in such a negative light. And if you've heard somebody that you admire so much as a child, talk so negatively about themselves and you feel like they're so important in your life, you do start to wonder, is there something wrong with me? Is there something that I need to be ashamed of? Maybe I need to lose weight. 
you know, a while back on Facebook, a post had popped up and apparently, um, I, I remembered it after I read it, but I had kind of forgotten this happened. I was in a dressing room and a mom and her daughter were trying on clothes and the mom was really berating the daughter and being super negative about her body. And it was so bad. I truly wanted to interrupt. I almost interrupted this mom and the daughter and said, Hey, it's not my business. But the way that you're talking to her, she's going to internalize that. She's going to take that with her. And I know that you're coming from a place of love and you think that you're being really supportive and helpful. But that negative way of approaching it is not helpful. And very likely that mother feels that way about herself. And that's the point I'm trying to get at. We learn shame from others who feel shame. Bottom line. And that's why I think it's so important to watch what we say around children. I really do. And others as well. You know, if somebody is constantly surrounded by negative statements and feelings and thoughts, I mean, you really, you really embrace that because that's what you know. And so it's good to be aware of that, that a lot of times shame is taught. So that means that if we're teaching shame, we have the ability to stop that. And that part's pretty cool, if I do say so. So that's one portion of things. Another portion of things is that, obviously, I'm sure we can all identify with this, there is a ridiculous beauty standard level right now. It's always been bad for as long as I can remember. And I think that women in Hollywood, you know, anyone really that's famous, a lot of times people right now are really trying to combat that by, you know, starting movements about you know, not wearing as much makeup or not being photoshopped. There are some really great resources that, um, you know, I've been able to find. So I can always share those if you're interested that, you know, movements to help women understand that while someone may look flawless in a magazine or may look flawless in their Instagram post or Facebook or whatever that may be, that's just not the case. We're all flawed and that's okay. We don't have to be perfect. But I think that when we're bombarded constantly, I mean, go through Instagram, go through Facebook, start looking, looking at different, you know, advertisements that pop up or different people that you follow. And how often are you bombarded with these ridiculous beauty standards that are literally impossible for anybody to meet? There are so few people that are able to meet those types of standards. And even those people often are going to extremes to meet them. It's just mind-blowing. I mean, you see ads that say, let me help you lose 20 pounds to be the person that you really are. You know, let me help you find the perfect makeup so you have no beauty marks. You know, let me show you how to get the perfect beach waves in your hair, which, by the way, I do love those. So... I will admit that. But like how many times have you tried something like that? Like you watch a video. I don't know if anyone ever watched like makeup videos. I don't even wear much makeup to be honest, but I love makeup videos sometimes. They're super fascinating and people are really talented. They really are. And so I'm certainly not hating on makeup. I love those. But have you ever watched one of those and then you try it on yourself and you're like, oh my God, what is this? I mean, I've done that with even like curling my hair. I'm like, oh, that looks like a really great way to do that. Maybe I should try that. No, it almost never ends up being a good idea because those people have talents and skills and they've practiced. That's the main thing is they've practiced a lot. It's kind of like those Pinterest fails, right? Like this is what you were going for. 
And this is what it ends up. And it's a complete fail. And it's not that you're not good enough or that you didn't try hard enough. It's that that person probably practiced 50 times before they took those perfect pictures. That celebrity that looks like they're, you know, very slim or they have perfect skin or their tan is amazing. They probably took 75 angles before they got the perfect picture or what they thought was the perfect picture. And so how can we even meet that or match that? I mean, we don't have endless hours in the day. So right there, right there, we're set up for a ridiculous beauty standard that we can never achieve. But that doesn't mean that we're not enough. Doesn't mean that we're not enough. So let's talk a little bit about how this can happen in our lives. So we're going to go throughout our whole lives, okay? So starting in childhood, how do you start to have issues with body positivity? Now, we touched on this a little bit earlier. Sometimes it can come from someone in our life who maybe makes comments about our appearance, makes comments about, you know, even the way we carry ourselves. It can be, you know, adults in our lives, truly, that say things they don't think are hurtful. Truly, the majority of people are not trying to hurt you. But your interpretation of it may be something so negative that you hold on to that. And that really becomes almost your identity. The other part of thing in childhood is that kids are just jerks. Now, not all the time, not every moment. Kids are also super fantastic. But think back to your childhood. Can you honestly tell me that you were never a jerk? I don't believe it. You were, I was. Everyone I know was a jerk at one moment or another. I mean, ask my friend Katie. One time I pinched her and left a bruise for no reason. Sorry, Katie, if you ever listen to this. It's just insane. It's just insane that we think that when we're children, or we we think that when we're children that other people have been so harsh to us, but yet maybe we have also done that. And I'm not saying that to make you feel bad. I'm just saying that to explain how this could happen. So we have had an impact on it as well. And that's not to say that we're bad people or, you know, we have had terrible intentions. We were just kids saying something that we thought maybe in the moment we did know was hurtful, but we didn't think it was going to have long-term effects. I mean, who thought past like, what is lunch? Or, oh, we're going to play this for gym. Or how do I get out of the mile? I know you hear me, everyone who got out of the mile with me in high school. So that is like as far as we thought. We didn't think about the impact of our words. Let's be real. Bullying is real and it happens and it's happened for years. It's not something new, even though it has a main focus now. So all of that combined, you know, kids being jerks, adults saying things to us, you know, people that are close in our lives, bullying that can happen talking about appearance, because let's be real, it's an easy target. You can see somebody's body more so than you can see their thoughts or their feelings or or their skills. So it's an easy target. So all of that combined already in childhood, we have that going against us. So in the teenage years, obviously, relationships start, right? And people start dating more often than not. Um, and then a lot of times we can almost feel unworthy if somebody that we like doesn't like us back. And we start to wonder why that is. And for some reason, as women, because we have had so many people say negative things surrounding us and we've embedded that into us so much, we tend to look towards, well, I'm not pretty enough. I weigh too much. 
you know, I'm not popular enough, whatever that may be during the teen years. You know, we often compare our perceived flaws to our friends or to other people that we know, and we just pick at it in our minds, just pick at these perceived flaws that oftentimes aren't even there. I mean, just the other day, I was sitting with a few coworkers and we were talking about a new skincare line that I've been using. I'm not going to try to sell you anything. Don't worry. That's not the purpose of me telling you this. Just want to be clear. But we were talking about it and I said, you know, I just feel like I want my under eyes. I'm so pale. I want my under eyes to not seem so dark anymore. And they were like, oh, really? Like, you can't really see them that much. I'm like, oh, come, you know, just thought they were saying, I'll be honest. Oh, come on. But then I thought, you know what, though? It's probably accurate. I probably notice them because it's a part of me and it bothers me. But other people probably don't notice it as well. Like, yeah, there's a little bit of dark eye or darkness under my eye. Who the hell cares, really? Like, it's not going to be a life or death situation. But to me, that perceived flaw is so obvious to other people. And it's just not. The reality, the majority of time is people aren't really thinking about us, to be honest. I hate to be the one to break it to you. If you haven't heard that before... I'm going to say it again. The majority of the time, people are not thinking about us. People are not thinking about our flaws. We are thinking about our flaws. We are pointing out our flaws. We sometimes have difficulty getting past those. But a lot of times, we're being harsher on ourselves than other people are as well. So as an adult, let's think about as an adult, how body positivity issues can happen. So maybe it's your significant other puts down your body. And if they do, I would really recommend that you talk with somebody about that. Bring it to their attention. Talk to a friend, a therapist, whomever, because that's just not cool to be surrounded by somebody that you love, but that treats you poorly or that says negative things to you like that. I could go on and on and on about that, to be honest with you, (laughs) but I won't. But just know that you're supported. Whatever you choose, whatever you need, you're absolutely supported. But as an adult, it could be as simple as somebody that you consider to be skinny or fit to really pretty. It could be them making comments like, oh, I'm only going to eat a salad today because I really vetched out the other night. When maybe you know that you had pizza and chips for dinner and now you're feeling like, oh, I'm I'm so fat. I am so fat. If my skinny friend is only going to eat a salad, now I have to eat a salad. And maybe you didn't want a salad. Maybe you wanted a cheeseburger. I don't know. Maybe you wanted a grilled chicken sandwich. But for whatever reason, you don't feel comfortable having that because now your friend has said that they have to watch themselves and what they're doing. And you can internalize that. Now, I'm not, I just want to be clear. I'm not saying that it is other people's fault for the way that you view yourselves or for them wanting to be aware of how they're taking care of their body. That's fine. That's totally cool. That's, you know, awesome. Um, But I think the way that we perceive it, interpret it, and really embed that into us um, is what's problematic. So that's the reason I'm using some examples to help you think that. And I'm guessing the majority of you listening have at some point in your life wanted to order something out to eat when maybe you went out with your girlfriends, but you didn't because you were afraid of how that might look if other people were ordering other things. Maybe not. Maybe you've never had that experience. And if not, you go, girl. I'm glad you haven't. But maybe you have. So another issue, I think, with body positivity that is just like mind-blowing. I almost cursed there. I'm trying to watch my cursing. But 
is almost mind-blowing, is that people feel they can comment on women's bodies. Like how, I'm just going to say it, how fucking weird is that? Like what is it about society that makes them think that you can comment on someone's body? I was talking with a friend who is pregnant. She's due soon. And I was saying to her, isn't it just weird that when you're pregnant, people start talking about if you're too big, if you're too small, if you're showing, if you're dropping, if you're close to it, if you're this, if you're that. Like, you're not going to go up to someone randomly and be like, wow, you look like you're big right now. Or, hey, you look like you're getting smaller. Or, wow, wow, it's about time. You know, like, you're not going to go up to someone who isn't pregnant and say stuff like that. So why on earth would you think that you can comment on a pregnant woman's body? That's insane. Like, pregnancy is not an invitation to be an asshole. It's just not. So that's something to keep in mind. If you want to say something to somebody who is pregnant or who is postpartum, say, you look really beautiful. You look great. You look so happy. You, how about this one? You are such a good mom. Let's not even focus on the physical appearance. Let's focus on the fact that this person just had a child and that child is wonderful and that parent is wonderful. Change your focus, truly. Other times that people are commenting on women's bodies, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever it may be. I mean, it's literally insane. So someone posts a picture of themselves. Maybe the angle's different. Maybe they have lost 10, 20 pounds, whatever that may be. And immediately they're ripped apart. So the person's either too fat, too skinny, too ugly, too fake. You know, this has been Photoshopped. There's a squiggly line in the back. I mean, it's just, it's never ending. So someone works really hard for their body and they're proud of that and they put that on there. Then they're ripped apart for photoshopping that. Someone's comfortable with themselves, loves themselves, and doesn't really give a shit what anyone else says and shares a beautiful picture of themselves. They're ripped apart. I mean, do you see the trend? It doesn't matter if you're fit or you're not or you work out or you don't or you you know, feel emotionally healthy or you don't. I mean, literally none of that matters because at some point somebody is going to determine that you're too much of something. There literally is no winning if you're, if that's what you're going for. If you're thinking, I'm going to post the perfect picture that nobody makes a negative comment about. It's just not realistic. People can kind of be assholes. But just remind yourself that is a reflection of them and what they are going through in that moment, not a reflection of you. You do not have to own their shit. That's their shit. Put it back on them. You do not have to own it. Remind yourself of that. And also I heard, I think it was Jen Hatmaker once that said, you are inviting these people into your world. So like on Facebook, the people that you are friends with, you're inviting them into your world. It's like, let's pretend like this is your house. So Facebook is your house. Just follow me here. Facebook is your house. So you've invited these people over to your house. Are you going to let someone be mean and nasty in your house and not kick them out? No. If someone is breaking shit, if someone is beating you up, whether verbally, emotionally, physically, whatever that may be, you are not going to let this person stay in your house. So why on earth would you allow them to stay in your social media? This is your party, not theirs. Don't allow them to show up. If they're going to be assholes, they're gone. I mean, that's just the end of it. 
You don't need that type of negativity in your life. So what are some other ways to combat body positivity issues? One of the main ones is challenging those negative thoughts. I'll be real, this is a hard one. Because you have to first start to be aware of your negative thoughts. And they can be so ingrained in you that it may take you a while to notice. If you really struggle and you're not catching those, you can ask your trusted friends, family, to point those out to you. I would just make sure that if you do that, you know it's someone who is coming from a loving place, not someone who's just pretending to. So that may be your significant other, that may be your sister, that may be a great aunt, that may be whoever. Somebody to help you through that. So identify those and then challenge those. So if you don't, let's say you don't like your arms. So you never want to wear sleeveless stuff. I totally get that. I actually don't really love my arms. But my goodness, am I going to let that stop me from living my life? No, I'm not going to. And so if I think to myself, I don't love my arms, I don't think they look good in this or whatever that might be, I will say something to myself like, but I feel confident in this. Or I may not love my arms, but today my hair looks fantastic. Or I may not feel real great about myself today, but today I'm a good person. Today I can help change someone's life. And so can you. So it doesn't have to be replacing a negative thought about your body with a positive thought about your body. If that's too hard for you to begin with, focus on other things. Because it all plays a part. And that's what I'm trying to get you to really see is that it all plays a part in things. Lift yourself up in one area, lift yourself up in another. Just like I, I love to think about the fact that when someone else is doing well in their life, that's not a competition for you. Something that's good for them is good for us all. I mean, think about it like, you know, if let's say somebody, I don't know, has a bestseller book. Okay. And maybe that's something you always wanted. And there may be a little bit of envy in there, but that book has gone on to help thousands or millions of people. You may not love that book, but you might be able to appreciate the fact that that has helped us all. One of us rising helps us all rise. So keep that in mind. The next one, um, the way I really want to say it. Okay. I'm just going to say it. Just tell the haters to fuck off. I don't really like the term haters, to be honest with you, but that is the best term to summarize anyone who is just nasty in your life. Just tell them to fuck off. I'm sorry I'm dropping the F-bombs. I do have some family that listen to this. I apologize, but (laughs) it's how I really feel. And I said from the beginning, I was going to try to be as honest as I could be. So tell people who are assholes to fuck off. Okay, next thing. Eliminate interactions with people who speak negatively about their body or your body. Now, if somebody is constantly speaking negative about your negativity about your body, then you have the option to choose if you want that person in your life. Now, I'm really going to go out on a limb and make sure that you really understand that I truly believe this. I don't care if this is your family member that you feel obligated to have in your life. If that person is not healthy for you, you can put up those clear boundaries. You have the ability to do that. If you're an adult, you have the ability to choose. It is so much easier for me to say that than for you to implement that. I will be honest with you, but you can do it. I know that you can. 
The other part of things is if somebody around you is constantly talking negative about about their own body, you may pick up on that. I'm sure you've heard the phrase, you are who you spend time with. So if they're talking negative about themselves all the time, you're going to most likely it'd be highly, maybe, I don't know, maybe you're, you're more able to catch yourself than I am. But if you're constantly around someone who's talking negative about themselves, it's very possible that you're going to pick that up. And do you really want that? Is that beneficial for you? So not that you have to not be friends with that person, but is it important to put in a good boundary or to even, if they're really a good friend of yours, would they be willing to have that feedback? Hey, I really noticed that you've been saying a lot of really negative things about you and I love you and I value you and I treasure you and your friendship. And I want to know if there's a way that I can help because right now those negative things that you're saying about yourselves, they're impacting me as well. And I want to be there to support you because I don't want you to feel like I felt before. I mean, that loving approach can make a big difference, truly. So if they're not willing to hear it, if they're not willing to hear that their negative thoughts are impacting others or are really impacting themselves, that's okay. You can just know that you talked with them about it. And from there, it's their decision, right? Another thing to combat these negative thoughts is to do things that make you feel good. Whatever that may be for you. Um, One thing is you can find clothes that fit in your closet and everything that doesn't donate if you can, throw the rest away. You can go back to episode three. I had Mandy Wiebengay on from Fashion Unfolded by Mandy, and she talks you through that process. And honestly, that has been one of the biggest game changers for me is to know that when I go in my closet, every single thing fits. And I don't have to feel bad when I try something on if it doesn't fit. If something changes and suddenly, I don't know, um, sweaters too big, too small, um, jeans don't fit, whatever that may be, I get rid of them. So whether that means sell, donate, whatever, they're gone because it's not helpful for me. It doesn't breed positivity in my life in the morning if I can't find clothes that fit. Now I realize that it's tough, you know, at times with finances. And so I'm not saying that you have to throw out your entire wardrobe. If you have to wear some things that don't really fit you well for a while, that's okay. If you are able to find places, we have a place called Clothes Mentor in Fargo that has some really great, even at times brand name things that are discounted, highly discounted actually. And so you can try that or Goodwill or whatever it may be to find some clothes that are reasonable. But it makes a huge difference. It makes you feel good about yourself to know that you have options. You can get a massage. You can learn new skill. I had a friend that went to an art class, um, pottery class actually, and it just sounded so neat to... Um, see what they were doing, you know, even just to see the the pictures and hear about it was just really awesome. So learn a new skill like that. Try a new writing prompt. See where your writing takes you. Record a podcast. Record a live video on Facebook. Write down your hopes and dreams. Whatever it is that makes you feel good about yourself. The last thing is refuse to buy in to the bullshit. Just refuse it. If you don't fit someone's standards, again, that's a reflection of them. Please, please, please do not take that on. Remember that you are enough and you are worthy just how you are. You don't have to change yourself. You don't have to reach a certain size or reach a certain following on social media or whatever that may be before you can feel good about yourself. Feel good about yourself now because you're amazing. 
Seriously, I wouldn't say that if I didn't believe it. Now, a few fun facts before we wrap this up. There are some books that I have to tell you about. You probably have heard about Dumplin'. Um, it is actually has been made into a movie. Um, my sister told me about the movie. I, bel- I believe my sister told me about the movie and um, the book. And so I decided to read the, well, audio, um, but listen to the book first. So Dumplin' is by Julie Murphy. And what I think is so great about Dumplin' and the the next book put in, which I really hope they make into a movie as well, is that some of the characters are overweight, some are not, but they all have things that they struggle with. And what I love is that they're not trying to change themselves. I mean, trying to change in positive ways, absolutely, but they're accepting of themselves and where they're at. And I love that. I think it's a great message. Both of those books are great messages about body positivity. And quite honestly, if you just want an interesting movie to watch that has a great message, Dumplin' is hilarious. So those are a few thoughts that I have. Um, Julie Murphy, you can follow her on Instagram. I'm sure, I don't, actually, I don't know if she has Facebook. I follow her on Instagram. She's really inspirational. Um, so that, you know, that is something that you could check out as well. There are other podcasts too. I think there's... I, not 100% sure, so I don't want to tell you wrong, but there's a a podcast I believe is called Body Positivity, actually, now that I think of it, or Body Kindness, maybe. I'll definitely um, get that for you so that we can have those links for you, but um, it is really great as well, and so there are some good resources out there, but if you do need additional support, you can always reach out to me. Just send me a little message um, if you need something But if this is something that has been you know, a trouble for you throughout your whole life and you've really had a hard time getting a good grasp of it and being able to work through that, I mean, there are there are definitely options. You can seek therapy, you can talk to a friend, you can read books, you can do whatever you want, and by all means. But I just want you to know that you don't have to stay stuck in those negative feelings and those negative thoughts. Because in the new year, it can be really hard to avoid those. Maybe you can do what I do, which is on Facebook. I just hide any ads or any people, <laughs> any post from anyone that isn't giving positivity to my life. So if it's not essentially what I would call like feeding my soul, it's not feeding my soul, it's out of here. It just has to be because I want to protect my mental health more than I want to protect somebody who I don't even know online. (laughs) They're not going to care if you're not following it or if you hide an ad. They're just really not. They're not going to be focused on that. So you do what you need to do for yourself. But know that it is possible for you to feel positive about yourself. It is possible for you to love yourself. I know that I've had quite a journey through this and I'm sure we'll continue to have a journey through life. But hey, we're all in this together. I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Kelly and the Encouragers podcast. For all things related to this episode, please go to www.kellysisson.com backslash podcast, where you can find transcript from today's show and links for today's guest. A special thank you to our producer, Joe Burkett, and our assistant, Carrie, who both helped to make this podcast possible. See you next week for another episode. Thank you.